0: listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Hello everyone and welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Jackie Clayton.
1: And this is Katie Van Horn in uh, freezing cold Arizona.
0: Freezing. You know, is that what you know? I, I wanted to say, Katie, every time I say in you the introduction, you pause just a little bit longer and I think it might be because of your shivers from 70 degrees or below
1: it's 57 right now it is so pretty cool. <laughs> uh yes and also it's supposed to rain here because like the rest of the us we have these random weird storms going on that i don't even understand what's happening but uh alas uh very excited to have my day with you jackie because i just i miss you so much uh i don't get a lot of quality (laughs) time with you um and also because we have an awesome guest today um so you know we like to do a lot around tools hr tools right jackie and tools that are about diversity equity and inclusion yes And this one I think is kind of, it's a little bit different, but I actually think it's very, very interesting. And I think it absolutely kind of falls in line with how do we become more inclusive? And so Andres, I would love for you to introduce yourself and share a little bit about you know, kind of your background and then we'll dig in on uh, what you're working on, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, certainly. Hello everyone. Uh, My name is Andres and I'm the founder and CEO of Tardy. I'm from Ecuador originally, but have been in the States for uh, 17 years. And uh, now I live in Arizona and I'm freezing
0: too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to wearing ask. actually a jacket before, but I just Were <laughs> I look better. In.
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask you, say you're from Ecuador. I know you've been in the States for 17 years, but so what part of Ecuador are you from?
2: I'm from Quito the capital the mountains and yes I was used to cold weather but not anymore that was my previous life
0: yeah (laughs) Um, understood it's it's a beautiful part of the country I've been to Guayaquil Ecuador and we almost went to Quito we tried to do all the things but we didn't get as as far as
2: Quito Mm. interesting yeah it's beautiful country little um I just went to visit my grandma uh before she died oh.
0: she was
2: actually 99. Oh, yes. Wow! <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's why i went because i knew it was coming soon so i just went say goodbye love her and came back and anyhow it was just uh wonderful i haven't been there in a while but anyhow
0: <laughs> glad you got a chance to to do that and i'd love to know more about your product and, and what it does tell us more about toddy
2: Yes, certainly. So, Tari actually is a Quechua word, which is the language that the Incas used to speak. And as a native Ecuadorian, I wanted to have a deeper meaning behind the company that was building. And uh, it means gathering, so meetings. But uh, initially, I started to build, it was uh, middle of COVID, 2021, a friend of mine called me and he's like, hey, um, my team is burning out. They are like having thousands of meetings helped me do something and i had a couple other companies that kind of gave me some freedom and some time to do that so i start talking to people and different hr leaders and cultures and backgrounds and because like what is the one thing you would do to improve employee well-being or help your employees and everybody's like fewer meetings fewer meetings i'm like oh really everybody hates meetings what is what a what a new thing you know so I was like, well, why nobody has ever done anything about this? So initially, we started to build this meeting effectiveness, meeting efficiency software. But as we were talking to people, honestly, I realized that there was a much bigger problem. And and myself, being a minority and working for large organizations, I have felt that pain. And I have been in that situation where sometimes my ideas weren't considered, or I didn't have the chance to speak up just because the same individuals will lead the meetings or will never kind of get everybody the chance to kind of speak up. So as I'm talking to my team and I'm like, could we do something about that? It's like, yeah, let's do it. So that's where really kind of Tari came about. And really, our goal is to empowering every voice to speak up. And no matter their background, no matter their race, gender, or their communication style, everybody should have a chance to be considered and be heard in meetings. And our goal is to create a category that we're calling a meeting equity. And that's starting.
0: When you say, I would love to know, like, when you started doing your research, started looking into this was there any commonalities that you found amongst meetings was it like whether women or men that were talking more or different groups depending on tenureship How, what were you finding um was inequitable in looking at meetings
2: yeah certainly so um initially as i told you like i was focusing on, on effectiveness so like our goal was to eliminate bad meetings as we all know most of them are unproductive actually research shows that 71 percent of them are unproductive and so <laughs> you know that's three quarters of them uh but as i'm doing and one of our advisors he's one of the uh world's renowned meeting scientists so as we were kind of approaching this and he's like listen nobody has ever done any research on meeting equity and i'm like what why not he's like because i guess it's not important to most people and i'm like how could it not be it's like we're not just talking about you know gender or races like we're talking about just different styles and people communicating so anyways uh I, as i'm doing these you know i found research and actually shows uh there was a mackenzie research that shows that women and minority groups are interrupted 50 percent more of the time than men in meetings so then you know we're like okay we need to start doing something about this and i guess i'll tell you something and maybe i told kate in my my first conversation whenever uh you know i was raised by a kind of single mom a uh, very strong woman and my wife is a powerhouse and my daughter is a dynamo so now that i have you know been son husband and father i'm like woman I always was you know woman team but now I'm like pushing and really trying to support in everything that I can you know gender equality and and to me that was one of the drivers into creating this you know women and minority groups compile 71 percent of the workforce but sometimes we are considered the minorities so anyhow um, uh, so you know, I could bore you with all research and we spend the 45 minutes here talking about research because <laughs> now I love kind of researching and finding these, but you know, please ask me any other questions that you think that will be relevant for these.
1: Yeah, so I I well if you're asking Jackie and I, we could spend 45 minutes on the research because that's we're both those data nerds. Um, but I, I would love to hear, you know, how does it actually work? Like what what does it do and, and how does this tool truly help build more inclusive teams and and more inclusive meetings
2: yeah certainly so um one of the important elements is that um there is this saying you grow what you measure and one of those elements that you know in all these DI initiatives so these you know inclusion and diversity and equitable you know like initiatives Most organizations, uh, and again, I'm gonna go and research because I love that, because I'm basing that on on this, 100% of Fortune 100 have DI initiatives. Now, does that mean that actually they work? Probably not. Uh, They are focusing on most of the initiatives, and I talked to a bunch of uh, DEI leaders. There is too many initiatives, and the problem with those two initiatives is that they are not measurable, and quantifiable. so now you talk to finance and operations and ceos and they are like well why are we throwing a bunch of money into something whenever there is no return it's all you know fluff and emotions and there is no return on, on that investment so to me it was like well if we can help organizations measure those initiatives track their progress and in fact put people accountable to grow those then we are doing our job then we are becoming an allies to those people because now they can not only say well we can we can see a workforce that is more diverse but now you can see the progress are they engaged are they more productive are they actually belonging in the organization and then providing you know results so you know, I guess going into the into the um, solution, we take a four step approach. The first one is awareness. uh, Because you don't know what you don't know. And that's for me, one of the biggest elements, you know, I was talking to somebody, and I'm like, if you go on this highway, and it doesn't tell you, you know, like 75 or 65 miles per hour, you just go the speed that you want. Right. So just even one little sign, can give you that consciousness of oh shoot we are spending you know I don't know five thousand dollars a day in meetings and those meetings are actually not including any diverse workforce they are not including people that are you know maybe junior or that they are not or there is no woman or that there is no that so that's the f- baseline we give you measurements on things that most of us are not measuring then the second step is uh insights we tell you what is driving that inefficiencies and those behaviors and it could be well meetings that happen on monday are driven by male in their 50s (laughs) you know and we are measuring those elements and our goal again is never point a finger but create this consciousness because if you don't know what's happening then you cannot address those elements and then you know uh one of the biggest uh, things for for us was well if we give information what can di leaders do they can do a lot but sometimes it's overwhelming with the amount of data and information that we got so how about we implement behavioral science into helping people transform that behavior and that's what we're doing in the third step is action helping people go from a to b to c and then the fourth one we call it automation and is utilizing ai to help people kind of go into those best practices and the system will say hey is your meeting inclusive and you know you can review it or is your meeting not letting everybody participate so anyhow so that's what we do
1: I, I think that you know the reason why I I like this tool and I think it's such a critical piece is that you know the most basic of dei and you know the conversation that we had even when it was back you know when folks were just starting to kind of think about this and it was mostly women and quite honestly most mostly white women they were talking about obviously the tech industry it was you know you have engineers who are introverted that type of thing and so i I like that this tool is really looking at not just one piece but multiple pieces of how does everyone feel included who is speaking the most all of these different pieces and just being able to have like you said those little data points for that awareness, for that consciousness of what's going on, like, I just think that's such a critical piece. And, 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 you know, I I know you've showed me a demo of it. So I've seen, you know, some of the basics of it to say, like, it's just a click of a button to say, this is what's going on in this meeting, this is what's happening, that kind of thing. And the piece that I truly gravitated towards, and I know we talked about this, is also the, here's the solution. So that third piece that you talked about is not just, here's the information, but what do we do with it? What does that mean? Or how can that you know, translate to action for the leader that sees it? And, and I think that's one of the pieces that, to your point, when we talk about DEI, you know, the, we always talk about what are the metrics? Okay, so demographic data, yes, of course, engagement scores or ENPS, and, you know, employee net promoter score. But to have these little bits of information throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, it also keeps DEI front of mind. Hmm. for everyone so it's not just a oh hr's doing this thing over here all of us are involved all of us are participating and all of us have an awareness and what we do with that you know obviously we probably have leaders that maybe don't do anything but you know the Mm -hmm. hope is that obviously we would have folks that take action and use some of the actions that you suggest to say how do we move this conversation forward become more inclusive do what we need to do to make sure the right folks are on the call or in the room, whatever you want to call it. So I just, I really appreciate that you're thinking about that because I think it's something that not a lot of folks think about. So, you know, I I just think it's a great tool. Um, How has this been received by folks? What's the, you know, as you're meeting with people, as you're, you know, talking to organizations, how are they receiving what you're working on?
0: How much do you understand the future of finance? Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube.
2: Um, I think uh, it is uh, a lot of people are like in shock because um, meetings is kind of like the, this necessary evil that organizations think we have to have but if if you think about it, it is um the activity that is most time consuming throughout our you know professional life so if we are measuring that and that gives us you know fifty percent of the kinda snip of of the of the full picture of what's happening, then you know um i I guess you know to answer your question, people are kind of impressed of of how maybe nobody has done that before <laughs> and then too is like they they really want to kind of get their hands on these into testing it because again uh it's like if you see these amazing toys like you want to actually test it try it and see how you know how it can help you but um yeah you know like for for us it's like is, the, is this uh we're getting a, a lot of reception and a lot of people kind of interested in these um, Is it just has to be for us a, a, a specific uh, organization in the sense of like who actually wants to drive transformation mm-hmm. uh, because you know you 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 ladies both are involved in this world and it's like most of the time these are like you know kind of snips in here here there and everybody's excited and then the next day it kind of dies off mm-hmm. but i was you know i actually put a lot of thought in these and our team into how we can do something that helps transform not just you know a group but the whole culture of the organization so i guess sometimes you know to to go to uh, answer a little bit of your question is people are um sometimes overwhelmed into how do we implement this because it doesn't rely only on the chief di officer Mm -hmm. it has to be a cultural approach it has to be a buy-in kind of initiative from the whole organization so Anyhow, I guess, uh, you know, overall, it's it's good reception, it's just what trying to work with those leaders into how we, you know, from the messaging, from the onboarding, from the element of how people don't feel that they are being, you know, kind of monitored, but it's like how this tool is actually helping their day-to-day life into creating a a more inclusive culture.
0: I love that you say that because I had... Let's just say an animated conversation with someone who was telling me that someone was going to write some information about DEI and they wanted some quotes. And I was like, oh, well, who's writing the article? What's their experience with DEI? And they said, can't they just Google it? And I said, no what you Google is wrong. That's how the algorithm works. That's why nobody's doing it. And it's this innovation that we have to do of things that we haven't tried and measuring things that we may not have measured. I mean, as soon as I figured out that's what you do, I feel like enormously unaffected, right? I'm in meetings all day, which is why I'm always two minutes late for every meeting, because it's like back to back to back. Um, And then you have to give your hugs and kisses and goodbyes reason, takes two minutes, <laughs> it always takes two minutes when we close it down, and sometimes everyone, especially when you have meetings with your team, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, and the leader of these groups are giving everything that they know is important, can monopolize all of the time and not get the true underlying message. And it just seems really important to be able to make those things aware, because you're really missing, if you're not getting everyone a voice, you are missing on the innovation that you can have by having all of these different voices come together.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%, you know, and somebody asked, and uh, this this comment has a purpose, is like, who's your competitor? I'm like, uh, surveys. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, because that's, you know, that's how we're measuring this engagement and you're making, you're asking people, are they, are you feeling included? Are you feeling that you belong to this team and, and all those stuffs? And, you know, let's be honest, most of the time, whenever I was working for large corporations, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. no, just to, to make sure that they wouldn't tell me that I'm like, just going, and then I'm like, I will forget because surveys one are inefficient and then two sometimes we don't even trust that our leaders will do something without information so you know um that's kind of really what what, what i wanted to do is like give people an understanding in real time of how engaged their team is and at the same time at the end of the meeting we actually ask a question was this meeting inclusive so you are getting both There engagement but also a survey that is in that very moment so you feel you know kind of you're being honest into how you're feeling in that exactly you know conversation
1: absolutely and jackie i love what you said on the you know how many times have you been in a all hands meeting and like for me in all hands i'm like no i want to hear from the frontline employees what's really going on but yeah a lot of those times it is a report out from the executives and so you do miss the what's really going on and how is this experience for folks and especially folks that are underrepresented i i think there is this assumption and we talk about this in dei all the time that whatever my experience is in an organization it's the same as everybody else's which is completely false and inaccurate information and so however you can keep the pulse of How was this meeting for you? Was it inclusive for you? Did you feel like you could contribute all of these things where I I think that there is just such a need for those again, like in your face reminders all the time for leaders of here right now, I can tell from that meeting, we just had an hour ago, what was the consensus or what did people feel about that? That's how you start to make change actually real for folks. I think,
2: yeah 100 i i I agree
1: and if you're
0: just having all i mean i think part of the reason that it's been going on like this forever is because it's been going on like this forever like people mistake productivity with being busy or having a full calendar um without being able to realize what we're doing And, and it feels like there's so many you know because when we get down to like diversity equity inclusion and belonging all of these you know words that we throw out there. It's really trying to make sure that we understand each other and we, or we aren't distracted and we can get to the business that we need to do. And I would say, um, one of the things that I say to organizations when I talk to them are like, are you doing a system that you can tie back to your last company and the last company and the one before that? It's probably the wrong system, right? And 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 it doesn't mean that you are wrong it is following the programming that was not invented bespoke for your organization and your goals is probably not you know we take these blanket approaches that everyone's doing and then wondering why we're not getting better results or different different results and i think that you could probably go a lot you know you've probably gone really deep but you could probably go even deeper on um who is speaking, what are the common topics that are, are, I think about breaking it down again, because Katie and I are data nerds, like I would be interested in seeing how many things, even like when they are forced to say, hey, we didn't listen to these three people. Now they're listening to these three people. Are they implementing the things? Like there's gonna be a hidden bias behind it, somebody who, um, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of, of, passion behind what they say um and it's interesting the bias that goes into effect uh I went to a meeting once and the person there was from marketing everyone was excited to meet this marketing guru and the marketing person gets on the phone and they said I usually get feedback that I don't sound excited but I'm really excited and I just started cracking up because they were trying so hard (laughs) to show that they were really excited meanwhile I'm I scream and like applause a fly because I'm just like woo! like I get excited about everything even if it's inconsequential and then people still came off of that saying they didn't seem really excited you know, because you have your own biases that have gone into play. And that becomes the distraction of being able to accept those messages of realizing, you know, we need to take all of these things seriously, regardless of delivery. And I don't think that people also put into play, there are different disabilities where that is the impact. Um, You know, my mother is suffering with Parkinson's, and she's in the last stage of life. And and as a part of it is losing your voice, being unable to speak, being able, unable to be heard, because you don't have those things in your voice. And that doesn't mean that you don't have ideas, right? And I imagine there's others besides Parkinson's, where that could be a side effect. And we just don't realize that we're not keeping those people in
2: mind. Certainly. And, you know, one of the important elements is that for us, yes, although it was one of the elements that, you know, all of us talk about racial and race, race and gender, diversity is like, what about neurodiversity? What about people that don't feel comfortable speaking? What about the people that only want to chat? or that, you know, want to send you a report after the meeting, just because they are. So we are measuring those elements too, in the sense of like, how we're considering participation. You know, I remember in college, it's like, you know, the the teacher will count participation and you will have to just say my your name and couple phrases and like, okay, you participated, you get 5%. So it's like, what, how are we, are we bringing those same practices into the workplace where we think that somebody just said one idea and then it's like well, you got forgotten you know how are we implementing those so, so we are for for us in into the next uh, you know phases of the platform we want to integrate to, into project management tools into selling enablement tools so in that way you actually know and said okay mary that spoke at this meeting and it seems that she's getting engaged was she assigned this project And now we can actually track the whole process throughout and providing uh, leaders and said, oh, yeah, Mary, that is a minority. And, you know, now she's able to not only be engaged, but contribute and provide an ROI to the organization because she's been included in this.
1: Well, that especially, I think, is important for folks who have been overlooked so that you know you have folks that are contributing but there it, it's always the loudest voice or the person that's most energetic or you know kind of to Jackie's point point. and so it is you know are you lo- losing those bad or losing those good ideas because someone is more reserved or because someone is only sharing at one time or whatever that might be and I like this idea of kind of that project management piece of are you actually highlighting those folks who are excited and coming up with ideas and throwing things out there, regardless of what their approach is. So you can give them opportunities that they maybe wouldn't have, uh, exposure to. Um, and, and I, I, like one of the things and I want to go back to this just a little bit that you shared about culture and the change in culture by using this tool, because I think that's something that's just so critical as well, that when you have this awareness, it's the, you know, the whole idea of, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I think that's such a critical piece for leaders as well, and we know that culture is really driven by, you know, your least engaged employee. And we know, you know, a lot of these different things. And if you have this awareness happening in a different way that it maybe has before, uh, the changes to your culture could be enormous and it could be, you know, just super positive. And I, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that, just the you know, kind of the culture piece and how that impacts the culture.
2: Yeah, certainly um you know i i think that sometimes um we well i would i shouldn't say we but society or the or the kind of workforce associates culture and dei to these intangible things that have no correlation to productivity or um you know benefits or financial benefits organization well in all reality, is completely the opposite you know but Unfortunately, most of these, I guess, leaders in the ba- in the past, because of all sentiment and fluff, and have never been able to kind of uh, create a, an actual measurement of how does implementing that. So now, if you know, if we're talking about a cultural approach and cultural, you know, changes, it's like let's 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 talk about you know kind of generations that are coming into into the workplace. Uh, you know uh, i i see all through linkedin about the gen z and how they are wanting to do this and how it's like one of the biggest elements that they want is like if if an organization doesn't focus on dei initiatives they are they don't want to work for those organizations so we're talking about now not only the present but the future of the company and how that company has to think about what is going to bring us you know the next uh, uh, wave of of talent that will, will be included you know in, in our growth so you know for us really our goal is to walk through these this transformation with leaders into understanding because although we build the solution uh, jackie mentions like we we don't pretend that one approach fits all sizes and all organizations so it's working really through with these leaders into understanding what is working for them and what is not and what would they like to see uh, in a tool that helps them measure and provides that kind of real you know transformation into the uh into the into the whole organization so um and, I, and i'll finish my comment with this one of the important things is that you know COVID really brought uh hr and and dei to the to to the top which you know unfortunately had to take a pandemic for the uh the life of the of the organization to be cared and to be listened to but you know now that we are at this and in this situation i really hope that we're able to really you know push through and empower those leaders with tools and 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 and, and just trainings that help them become more effective but i think one of the biggest elements and how we're going to continue this wave is to bring in measurement and monitoring to all initiatives because in the moment that we just leave it into it's nice to implement and people are feeling good about it that doesn't bring any results and transformation
0: and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think um, you, you nailed it with the, you know, COVID and all of these other things. So many folks are working remotely. And so there is this like lack of touch point that the managers have as well they're not seeing folks at lunch or by the water cooler or whatever it might be. So the more we can drive this information feed or this download of, hey, what's really going on? What's the pulse of the team? All of that stuff. And you know, to your point, you could do a survey every six months or whatever. But if you want real-time information, this is the way to do it. So, um, so yeah, it's very, very interesting.
0: Well, I think they don't. You know, look, I'm gonna really try not to get on a soapbox. You but the thing that out. makes me so frustrated is when we have organizations that need to change. They ask the people, right? And then if, it, if things are hard or they have hard times, then they ask the the CFO what choices they should make in order to, like, where do they need to cut? They'll look at things like, um, you know what software people are using or how many people are in various departments and you seem to have 20% more than every other department so you should be able to cut more people without looking at actual effectiveness and it can't be based on one person if you're not measuring it and so that's what makes me really frustrated it's because we have to be able to do the measurement. And I think going to the point that we were talking about earlier, when you have all these organizations that have these initiatives that they're trying to meet um, without measurement or without fully understanding the commitment that they made, then how real are these initiatives that people are having? They can't, they're they're not real. Um, but I think it's gonna be, I, I think what's funny is that I, Am the overtalker in the meeting like that's me and my favorite people are always the quietest people in the meeting because i can talk to them during the meeting and not get in trouble because, (laughs) because they're quieter they'll say it and i'll always say or i'll say do you want me to say something or you know i'll you're like do you like let's stop everybody stop and pay attention to this person to that that be an ally in the room for people who don't have the voice? But I feel like you know there's magic there and being air, able to share the information. I think I I don't know. I just think it's fascinating.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one amazing fact and actually research based on this. Guess how many, what is the percentage of managers that are training to have meetings? Fifteen percent.
1: I was gonna say like zero.
2: <laughs> and, and we're just talking, so only fifteen percent. So let's talk about an organization that is hundred people, and let's say that you know there is like fifteen managers. Like five of them are the only ones that actually knew know how to have meetings. The rest doesn't even have an idea. So you know we're talking about this inclusion and this uh, effectiveness of meetings, but it's like how we expect the rest to know what to do whenever managers don't even know uh so uh, you know it's, it's it's such a such a like a wonderful and ama- amazing opportunity that I see is that this is you know kind of how we can we can help organizations but it, again it doesn't come from from the bottom up it comes from the top it has to come from the top well and that sets the culture right whatever they
0: pull out of those meetings sets the culture yeah
1: well I I also like what you just said I think is so spot on Andres like how many leaders like I know that all of us aspire to teach every new manager all the things that they would ever need to know including you know how to do an effective one-on-one how to lead an effective meeting all of these things but for the most part they probably haven't been taught those tools or taught how to have a meeting that is inclusive and does make sure that everyone has a voice and all of these things and so the more we can give them those tools every manager i know of every leader that i know of is like yes show me how to do this the right way it's not a an affront to them or a you're like you said it's not finger pointing you know that you said that earlier and i think that's the piece too that's such a critical part of it is managers want to do a good job managers you know for the most part i should say but most managers want to do a good job and want to make sure that all of their team members feel good and if you can help them in any way what a great you know what a great tool and what a great way to just create a culture that is more inclusive and does have every voice present and available um and and yes jackie i'm also the overtalker and meeting uh meetings so i i'm 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 in the same boat as you we just chat too much but that's also probably a podcast you know i wanted to say
0: that at the beginning when it was like oh like women and minorities i wanted to say that don't have jackie and katie in them
1: right (laughs) yeah i was saying
0: oops my bad (laughs)
1: um but no i mean i think it is we all know the stories we've all heard so many of the situations where someone wasn't only in a meeting or in a room and they didn't speak up or they didn't share an idea that was a great idea or they shared an idea and it was overlooked and we know there's so much research about you know a woman saying something or a person of color saying something and you know the someone you know white male saying the same idea two minutes later and it's like oh that was the greatest idea ever bob um and so you know things like that that we know from research is happening and how can we help to to combat that and, and to make sure that everyone's voice is heard because again it drives innovation it drives better things for the entire group and for the culture and all these things so andres yes. what would you like to make sure that our uh listeners heard what are the things that you think are, are critical uh for this episode that you know you want to share with folks
2: oh so many things but i guess <laughs> you have to point at one is um you know somebody told me this um if you train uh how to you know like kind of hit the ball whenever you're golfing and you do it wrong instead of actually getting better you get worse and i believe that this goes in the same with DI. if you implement it wrong it actually backfires Oh, it yes. doesn't help the rest of the organization actually perpetuates this broken system
1: mm-hmm.
2: so to me it's like we don't have to reinvent the wheel but we have to pinpoint to what is the drivers that are creating that systematic you know behavior and that systemic si- situation that is we have been for so many years uh so i guess you know it's like measure your progress Mm -hmm. implemented use tools that are able to help you not only provide feedback for the rest of the for your team but at the end for leadership into you know because for leaders they see most of the time they see numbers but if you have a tool that and then it not necessarily has to be us but a tool that helps you measure but also provide a return then you are in the next phase so
0: mm. awesome. I love that Jackie I kind of want to take what Andre said and say we don't have to reinvent the wheel but you have to recognize you really don't have a wheel what you have <laughs> is not a wheel <laughs> like, you have some sticks, have some sticks. <laughs> yes so invent something you don't have a wheel quit trying to tell me it's a wheel when it really it's a square rock um yes. And how do we know the difference is, is by doing that analysis and doing a deep dive and digging into the data so that you can make data driven solutions. I think that it's going to have the most help and impact and then continue to measure until you get to the right equation is important. What about you, Katie?
1: for me it's yeah i what you just said andres is spot on for me is the you know you have to give folks the tools you have to give folks the right way to do things and and how many companies have we seen do this wrong and and make mistakes and if you know whatever you can do to keep this front of mind for leaders to keep like, it's not a a check and balance, but it is in a way because it is, you know, like, hey, how do we do this the right way? And making sure that it's not a one and done, oh, I went to this training. And so I'm going to be inclusive in this first meeting, and then never talk about it again, but really giving them data, giving them measurements to say, how do we do this the right way? How do we do this even better? And, and I think the more data we can put behind these conversations, the better off we, you know, we'll all be. Because I think that's one of the pieces that we always hear. I, I was on a panel yesterday, and they were talking about the business case, and that sends me straight over the edge. Because i we shouldn't be talking about a business case for DEI in 2023. But alas, uh, we were. Don't try to end it. Are you going to try to end the podcast with that? I'm just saying
0: uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. It turned different another podcast.
1: Yeah, another yeah. episode. New podcast. Another. Who this?
0: Yeah. But,
1: (laughs) but I think it's one of those things that, you know, we need to give managers, give people the tools to, to do this the right way, or it's never, it's never going to be solved. And uh, the comment of, you know, the systems and the process and the big brother, whatever you want to call it, that is guiding so much of this structure that isn't right however we can break that down and the tools that we can do to create a better environment a better process a better whatever you want to call it i think that's huge so thank you for joining us thank you for sharing um how can folks get a hold of you
2: yes well thank you so much for this opportunity i am a chatter as well so i guess we feel right <laughs> into these conversations best
1: friends
0: <laughs>
2: absolutely absolutely uh, but uh well uh please visit our website is ai and or you can send me an email to andres a-n-d-r-e-s at uh ai and I'm on LinkedIn I love to kind of just a uh, put things that are thought-provoking and if you wanna follow me and uh, kind of be being a journey that actually are is goes against the 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 wave or against the river of kind of compliances, then do it because hey we we only have one life, and might as well live it right and do the best that we can to 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 leave our mark and to leave our this world a better place than we found it so thank you again. I appreciate Absolutely. this opportunity.
1: Absolutely. And and folks, I I'm going to say this and I know I say this about pretty much every product but this is one that do go to their website, do get a demo because I I it is really really a cool tool that has been built and I think it's going to be a game changer for a lot of folks uh and a lot of culture. So, thank you, Andreas. Uh Jackie. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, my happy friend. Happy
0: Wednesday, my friend. This is the Inclusive
1: AF Podcast. My name is Katie Van Horn and
0: this is Jackie
1: Clayton. Uh, Bye.